Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now. Now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and hey, Meve, plus you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. You date me a podcast where me Nicole Byer tries to figure out how I'm still single, even though you could uh, fly me to Tucson, Arizona, leave me there, and then I have to start a brand new life, and then you come back in my life and say, baby, I love you. I would love you still. My guest today is a hilarious actor, writer, producer. You've seen him on Veep, you've seen him in, uh, in Detroiters, The Office, and even guest judging on RuPaul's Drag Race. It's Sam Richardson! <laughs> hey, thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank you for doing this. How are you? I'm so good. Thanks for that theme song, too. That was. <laughs> I'm going to try and take this and like orchestrate it. You know, just trying to keep it uh, uh, silly, dumb, <laughs> and funny. <laughs> <laughs> this is the tenets of my life. I mean, that's. I just like keeping it stupid. That's just my thing, you know? Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> okay, Sam, so where are you from? I don't think I know this about you. Oh, no? I'm, I'm from Detroit. Mm, yeah. But I'm mm, also okay. from Ghana. Uh, oh. Accra, Ghana. So I was born in Detroit, but uh, my mom's from Ghana. My dad's from Detroit. So I used to go back and forth since I was, like, an infant. Oh, I've never been to Ghana. It seems nice. Uh, when I worked at Lame Giant, well, it's called Lame Bryant, but I call it Lame Giant. <laughs> mm-hmm. When I worked there, the security guard, his name was Mr. Henry. He was the only person at that store who was nice to me, and he was from Ghana. So in my head, everyone from Ghana is a very nice person. It's, it's I mean, almost, almost all, almost all, you know, Ghana, 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 the Ghanaian, like, temperament and, like, 
for the most part, is like a very like warm and embraceive sort of culture and personality. I've never been. Do you recommend it? I I recommend it ten out of ten. Go to Ghana. Okay. Yeah. All right. Maybe that's where like my post pandemic trip will be. I am yeah. trying to fucking go somewhere. You know, it's I'm yes. tired of my house. I'm tired of these walls. Absolutely. I I I, I don't usually do anything in this in this room, but I was like, I'm so sick mm-hmm. of being in that dark office. <laughs> I'm like, let me just kind of like find new places in my house that are like. Something I'm not, I'm not at all the time, which yeah. I'm sure sounds super elitist if you have a one bedroom apartment, but you got a you got a closet or something. Hang out in there. There's spaces for everywhere. Well, if you have a one bedroom, figure out the nooks and crevices of that little one bedroom and you find know? yourself a new place to be in your one bedroom. Exactly. Build a loft bunk Explore. bed. Explore. Yes. Get a bunk bed. Get you know? me a bunk bed. <laughs> get get you a bunk bed and be close to the ceiling. <laughs> Bunk beds are so wild to me. Anybody who grew up in a bunk bed, I'm like, do you have no fear? Like, you slept in the air for your childhood, you know? I know. Believe me, the whole idea is like, what if I forget? That's that's the only thing. What if I forget? (laughs) Boom. Yeah, what if you forget and just, like, roll off the top bunk? Also, okay, I don't know if I've ever posed this question before on the podcast, but, like, what if a fat kid refuses to sleep on the bottom bunk and is, like, only top bunk and then breaks and it crushes their little sibling. You know Who's I mean? at fault? The fat kid or the bunk bed company? You know, like problem is like how good luck tracking down the bunk bed company. Cause they're, <laughs> they're like, Hey, I'm sure they have enough red tape to, to keep you in litigation for ages. Meanwhile, the guilt of this bigger kid who's come down the smaller mm-hmm. kid is going to eat them up from inside. No amount of money will fix that. <laughs> I mean, I guess I would be so sad if I ever had to go to court and they're like, why are you here? And it's like, I murdered my sibling because I was too chunky for the top bunk. <laughs> it stays with you. And you insisted on being the top bunk? Yes, yes. Your yeah. Honor. Yeah, I really, I, I like the idea of being closer to God. <laughs> well, you sent your brother to hell. Yeah, I don't think I could live like that. That's terrible. No, no you go to jail and then you're on the bottom bunk too. So that's. Yes. You know. Yeah, that could be. That's rehabilitation. Sam, question. Yes. Do you have siblings? Are you an only child? I have much older siblings, uh, half siblings. I have three. I have two older brothers and an older sister, and we're separated by like 14 years. Oh, dang. Yeah, but I'm my mom's only child. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's like pretty wild to be like, we're basically in high school. We are very grown up. Oh, we have like a new half brother who is like a fucking baby. That's so wild. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, oh, it's a baby that's here in our house now. Huh. Interesting. Well, we're all leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Toodaloo. You'll grow up alone. Uh, <laughs> my mom was also she had like some distance between her sisters. But me and my sister are super close. We're like a year and a half apart. Oh, wow. Which I think that's it's like... called an Irish twin. Yeah, right. I mean, it's close. Isn't Irish twins like twins who are conceived like the same year? Oh, maybe. But I don't, I, mean, know. I don't know. I don't know. Also. Oh my god! Imagine having two sets of twins like within a year of each other. What a fucking nightmare! <laughs> Oof, your organs alone. Yes, <laughs> but then like four screaming things being like, "Feed oh. me, bathe me, give me attention." I'd be like, I don't know. I'm gonna walk into the ocean. Mold me into an adult. <laughs> <laughs> I used to want kids, but now I just, I don't think so. 
No, I I I want kids still, and and mm-hmm. I just love doing kid things still. I need an excuse. Ah, oh. you know, like me rolling up into the Sonic the Hedgehog two premiere. Hmm. childless is hmm. you know i'm like are you in it <laughs> no i'm just a no, fan of i'm just here the genre. to enjoy <laughs> but i loved the first sonic i watched it two times in less than 24 hours and yeah. i cried both times <laughs> <laughs> i was just like sonic just wants a friend it's so pure he's so lonely and he's he's the fastest thing there is and he just wants a friend that's it He's so fast, but he can't catch a friend. You know? But mm. then, spoiler, by the end, maybe he does? <laughs> maybe. Find out for yourself. Sonic the Hedgehog is available on uh, video on demand and DVD. And, yeah, Blu-ray. Blu-ray. Do DVDs? Do they make DVDs anymore? I don't even know. I think they do. But I recently had to buy something on DVD. Yeah. Because the movie Eddie, which stars Whoopi Goldberg, have you ever oh, seen it? Familiar. Highly familiar. It doesn't stream anywhere. Oh, really? Oh, you know what? I had to buy a, a, a DVD also uh, for Meteor Man. It doesn't stream anywhere. Interesting. <laughs> why does that happen? Like, I, I, why? Like, if everything streams and then you're like, this one movie that I want to see doesn't stream. It's so wild. You know, and it's not like they're they're like, oh, it's because we need our DVD or Blu-ray sales to, to go through the roof. Because you, you have to go out of your way to find it still. Uh-huh. But I also bought Eddie on VHS just in case I wore out the Blu-ray. <laughs> so you can transcode. <laughs> uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, you know, I want to be covered on all fronts. Yeah, of course. Wise. <laughs> you know, just trying to be smart about things. I'm turning into one of those adults that, like, buys two of the same shirt just in case, like, a hole gets put in the first one. I'll have <laughs> I gotta tell you, I've been that adult for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) You just find something that fits, but then I feel like a cartoon. You know, like cartoons never change their clothes. Am I going to be like the type of adult that just wears the same thing over and over and over again? I'm like, (laughs) I think so. What what happens with me too is I I have two of the same thing and I like wear one so much and then like, I, I like feel like, oh, the occasion's not right to wear the new one. So I'll wait till it's like perfectly right. So I'll just wear this thing into the ground. And then by the time I'm like, well, you know what? I'm actually done with this. And I have a brand new one, but I'm done with mm-hmm. both of them. <laughs> yeah. So then it's just like a donated thing. Yeah. And you're just wasting your money. But then at the time, you're like, I'm not wasting my money because I'll have to waste it later when I buy a replacement. And then what if the replacement isn't there? Exactly. Or I have to look on eBay for it and that person's charging me such a premium. Yeah. If I don't want that. I have three pairs of flame vans because I was like, what if they stop making flame vans? <laughs> <laughs> and as much as they're trying to get them to stop, they won't. They won't do it. They're like, we're going to keep making flame vans until, you know, you're dead. And I was like, oh, boy, better get two extra pairs just in case. And then I refused to change to the new ones because the old ones are so comfortable. That's exactly what happens. (laughs) Boy, uh, these are the problems that that you have, you know. That's adulthood. Uh, Sam, I have a question. Are you single, married, dating? Uh, who's to say you don't know? Um, uh, not tomorrow, but not today. <laughs> yeah, are you? <laughs> are you dating? Somebody? No, I I live with my girlfriend Nicole, 
uh, oh, <laughs> my girlfriend's name is yes, Nicole. Yes, and here's how I reveal that I am now dating Sam Richards. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> and a special episode. <laughs> how did you meet other Nicole? Uh, the app Raya. Wow. Uh-huh. This is stunning information for me. True. Because I have found Raya to be slightly racist. <clears throat> and you are a black man and you found love on what I thought was racist. So maybe it's not racist because you found love. I mean, uh, it, it probably surely is racist. It probably <laughs> surely is. In fact, I'd run into it a, a few times enough times, but I, you know, I, I, I dated a few people on Raya, uh, before, uh, Nicole and I like kind of, yeah, before I met Nicole, you say, mm-hmm. And, you know, some of those messages were like, you can tell, like, mm, is this fetishization? Are you just like, kind of, some people are like looking through this thing to fetish, fetishize? What's the word? Mm-hmm. Fetishize? Fetishize. No, fetishize. not fetishize. Fetishizate. Fetishize. Fetishize. The idea of like, oh, you get to pick out like, I mean, also, I'm, I'm curious what the other side of it, because like, I only know what it is look, scrolling through and, and looking at women. You know, mm-hmm. was looking through men, are they, were they, you coming through across a lot of black men on there or? No. No. I truly think the only black men I saw on Raya were very light-skinned, <laughs> light-skinned models. Uh-huh. Where I was like, I don't, I don't think you're into me. <laughs> uh, and sure enough, they were not into me. Um, and then... The only, like, yeah, I really, I didn't see any black, like, it was just very far and few in between. Yeah. That's so interesting. Um, and I'm sure, I'm sure it's that, it's that, it's that old racist, uh, what, do, what do they call it? Algorithm. They're like, yes, you don't want to see that. <laughs> yeah. I read an article where it's like, they only show you what they think you want to see. And then they mm-hmm. only show you people who are like. In your status, like oh, the amount yeah. of times you get swiped yes on, that like gets compartmentalized. But then I read this other article that was like, that's all bullshit. There's no algorithm. It's fucking random as shit. Mm. <laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think there there ha- there almost has to be, right? Like, because uh, they want you to succeed as soon as you can because they want you to be like, yeah, this thing works. No, see, that's that's the opposite of what they want. They want you to stay on the app because you pay money oh, on some yeah. of these apps. So that like Raya, sense. I think is like $40 every like four months or something like that. Yeah. So it's like, just like keep your subscription going. Mm-hmm. So like, they don't really care if you actually meet somebody. Right. In fact, they're just showing you as many trash folks as you can. Uh-huh. Like, to be like, don't toxic? you love this trash? There's more <laughs> trash over here. There's so much more trash. Heaps of it. <laughs> so you guys met on Raya. Who reached out to who? Uh, I reached out to her, and uh, and we just did bits back and forth for like months. Oh, months. Okay. Uh, and then like finally, then we finally, then we then we went out. Maybe it's like maybe a couple months, so not like mm-hmm. years. But uh, then we went out, and it was like so different than any other dates I'd been on. Uh, through Raya that I was like, oh, this mm-hmm. is this is chill and I appreciate this. And we didn't think we were both the same, like in that same sort of like <laughs> happiness to be out of that sort of 
toxic app world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then just kind of things hit, we hit, we hit things off, you know. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that sounds like a real dream mm-hmm. to like meet somebody and then go, oh, we like the same things and we have a nice time together. Let's get off this hellish app and be together. <laughs> That's all I want, you know. And like I, I already had this like guilt about the app because like mm-hmm. I would be using it and like you know. Of course, the idea is that you, you're, you're, it's not like instant committal. Like <laughs> you're, you're on this app yes. and you're dating, but then like, and you're presented with a, like a thousand people, and so you can't help but like be like, oh, I'll go with this person. I'll go with this person. I'll go with this person. And before you know, mm-hmm. you're going out with like seven people, and you're like, I gotta tell them about each other. That this is wrong, right? <laughs> this is, uh. Wait, how how could you juggle seven people and be a successful actor? Like, <laughs> it's all acting, baby. <laughs> I just I've because I've read articles about how gentlemen will be juggling like six women at a time. And if I am involved with more than three people, I'm like, call the whole thing off. I'm very confused. I have I have no idea who likes what. I don't know. <laughs> yes. That's the thing. Like, like so this guilt. And then like you also like don't I I, I shame on me. I was, I was, I was like, oh, um, I got to not see you anymore because I'm seeing the other person. And I would do that. And I would, it would always mm-hmm. be like, why not? And I'm like, sorry, actually, never mind. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. Let's, let's go out to coffee one more time. <laughs> I, I'm this woman. I'm this woman who's like, what do you mean? <laughs> and it's like, uh, I'm sorry. Let's go get ice cream. I'm like, yeah, let's get ice cream. And maybe I'll convince you that you do want to date me. And it, I'll tell you. It has never worked, not one time. <laughs> no, <laughs> it works on me. Not one time has begging someone to date me worked. <laughs> You'd think I'd learn, but I guess it's like jarring because it's like, well, I didn't realize that you were dating six other people. I'm only dating, all my eggs are in this basket. Right. I'm, I'm very guilty of putting all of my eggs in one basket and then skipping. <laughs> yeah. See, and like I don't know, maybe you are supposed to just put all your eggs in one basket, but it just seems so counterintuitive for how the app works. But then I was feeling guilty about that, so I was like, "Well, let me not do that," you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so like I, I didn't. But then like pretty soon after, that's when I met Nicole. So I wasn't dating these other people while I met Nicole on that app. Mm-hmm. But like, like I, it was like sort of this thing where I was like, "Oh, well." Uh, one thing about this person I really enjoy. So let's kind of see. We'll just kind of go out and get a drink every here and there. And then like one mm-hmm. – and then this other person like it's, it's a cool personality. But like maybe it's something about this person I didn't really love spending time with. I'm like, well, that probably shouldn't work. Let me let that person down. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. No, we'll hang out. Maybe maybe, I, maybe mm-hmm. I'm wrong. And then like I'm fine. Like I can't do this six times over. So mm-hmm. let me just uh, pull the plug on that. And I was pretty close to like – Ending that, and like Raya was only only one that worked for me too, because like I hated Tinder. I hated Tinder. Wait, why did you hate Tinder? It was like every oh, it felt like you had to like write jokes in your profile, mm-hmm. and I'm like so mm-hmm. bad at like a joke that's supposed to be real, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like that's like not a joke. I'm like, all right, uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna expose my wounds in this like little profile mm-hmm. for you to, and like I'm looking at everybody else's things, like love to love to run, love to skate. Uh, sunshine is uh, hot. <laughs> like, like, no, I'm not. 
<laughs> that is funny. I mean, that is like some people, I don't know. Whenever I read a profile, I'm like, my God, how is a profile supposed to tell me about a person? It is, it's not, it's not real. It's not how it works. It's just not, it's just not. So I'm like, it, but then like, you also don't want to come off as too aloof by not saying anything, you know? Mm-hmm. Cause then I'm like, who the fuck do I think I am? If I'm like, Sam Richardson, hey. I'm like, no. (laughs) Wait, do you think some of the people you've gone out with were going out with you just because you were Sam Richardson? I don't think so. I don't think that I'm that kind of a of a a heartthrob. People are like, "Ooh, premium meat. (laughs) Let me go out and show off my Sam Richardson." Oh come on! You know Richard (laughs) Flett. You're very successful, so like I think it would be a thing that someone be like, "Oh my god, guess who I'm dating? Can you even?" I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe. And, and that's that's the problem also with Raya is that it's for industry, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And so everybody's kind of looking for a nice little meal. And and I'm not going to say that everybody who I hung out with was because like there were some really great people, some like really sweet people. Mm-hmm. It just like didn't work out for the most part. Like even like swiping through that thing, I was like, huh. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of DJs. So many DJs. So I keep saying DJs. this. I'm like, it's filled with Australian DJs, <laughs> yeah. and I just, I don't get it. It's, it's never been like a category of people that I was like, I gotta see more of this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just sorry for the DJ hate, but I'm like, uh. I'm not sorry for the DJ hate. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, DJs. No, I'm kidding. That would be terrible <laughs> if I like just hated DJs for no reason. <laughs> So, okay, do you, so how long have you guys been together? Uh, I've been together for four years. Dang, mm-hmm. that's like a nice long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So you're seniors in your relationship. Mm-hmm. And who, do you remember who said I love you first? Uh, I said it first. Uh, we, were on a, we, were on a, we were on a trip in New York. We were like kind of like on a, on a quick, I had to be in New York for like a, like a day. And I was like, you want to come with me? So then we, we went. And I think at one point I was like, uh, I, I think I, I called her my love at one point, just like kind of offhandedly, mm-hmm. not and not not like I wasn't thinking about it, but I didn't mean to like put that out there. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but like I said it, like and I meant it, and I was like, oh, and like she, I don't think she, I didn't even think she caught it, but then she brought it up like later, and I was like, oh yeah, you did hear that, okay. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> I was hoping you were when I asked who, who said I love you first. You're like, we've been together four years, and neither of us have said it. <laughs> Still we'll see. You know, I'm I'm really hoping one of us says it today or tomorrow. It's a power thing. I don't want to give that up. <laughs> For some people, I do think it is a power thing. It, re- yeah, truly, and it's. Uh, <laughs> I mean, love is just—it's a weird thing that it's like hard to articulate and it's hard to like understand like why you do some of the things that you do it's like why did i love this person so much why wouldn't i just tell them that i love them why was i like holding on to this feeling and just not saying it right and like also part of it's like you maybe you don't want to like change the energy of it because you're like i'm so happy in what this is right now Mm -hmm. if i change the alchemy of this it won't be what i love about it so you know let me not say i love you because then like if the reaction from her or him is overly positive and like, oh, now you're going to be obsessive or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Or if it's, if it's not, if it's not like reciprocated as well, you're like, oh no, now I seem obsessive. So like you just mm-hmm. like, I'm just going to keep it cool, man. 
hey, yeah, you're cool. That's that's what I'm trying to do. Just trying to keep it real cool. Cause uh, <laughs> in the past, I've just been really uncool. At one point, I said to a man, I was like, I'm not chill. Okay. <laughs> he was like, Oh, uh, okay. Oh. <laughs> Which in hindsight, you know, you don't have to tell people everything about you. Not you right off the bat, at least. You keep stuff to yourself. <laughs> but, I mean, some of these things, though, you be- better to, to let a person know, you know, who you are. So that, And I, I want to know. So, like, what, what if it's something about the, you or me or whatever that the person's like, oh, actually, that's the best thing ever. And thank God I don't have to, like, wade through all the, the seaweed, you know, mm-hmm. to get to this underwater paradise. Ooh, this underwater paradise. I seaweed. mean, yeah, I think information is good. But I think when you say to someone, I'm not chill, I think they already know. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I think you've already dropped hints about that part of your personality. <laughs> and they could just really figure that out on their own. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that one, that wasn't the first indicator of the not chillness either. <laughs> they're like, they're like, no, absolutely hmm. not. Like, I, I already know that I'm a, a full-blown cartoon character who's just <laughs> Crazy, <laughs> uh, Sam. Real quick, we have to take a break. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Shift gears in your wardrobe without a complete and expensive overhaul. Dressy stuff, trendy going out clothes, casual tops and premium jeans, sweaters, outerwear, vacation fits, you name it. For just $98 a month, you get a choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing, fast, free shipping and returns, and professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I like Newly a lot because sometimes I don't want to like own a sparkly thing because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to wear it more than once. Also, I have a ton of sparkly things. And Newly is very good at like having a sparkly thing that I'll wear once and then I can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DATEME20. Just go to newly.com, N U U L Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code DATEME20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code DATEME20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Spring is the best time to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, tap into your power, and build towards whatever you're looking for. Okay, Peloton can accommodate your schedule with a variety of class lengths to choose from. Even if you only have five minutes, there's a class to get your body moving, and I have to stress how important that is. Five minutes is better than no minutes. 
Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and mood. Move at your own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take the guesswork out of working out. So you can just jump right in, keeping your fitness journey fresh every day because that's what it is, a journey. And listen, Peloton has everything you need to get to where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, uh, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton is something for you. Ooh, the Peloton classes I like to do are strength training. I also like the yoga because um, I'm always trying to get more flexible um, because I love doing splits because I'm slutty. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at (laughs) OnePeloton.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DateMe today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash DateMe. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions, and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! Without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. And we back. So 2021 is in full swing and summer is upon us and like people I feel like are going to be getting uh, loose with a capital L because we've been like cooped up or whatever. So like what if you were single, what is the type of thing you would like to hear from a woman who's like trying to hit on you during these like new fun times? Oh, if I was always and if I was single is like a. Hmm. 
<laughs> okay, I'll phrase it this way. I just want advice on how to approach oh. gentlemen. Oh, okay. And you can just remove yourself from the question. <laughs> okay, I'm going to remove myself. Let me remove myself from this. Okay, okay. Uh, hey, I've got a nice clean apartment. <laughs> hey, all that Purell's at my apartment. It's clean. Do you want to head back you for know? some good, clean fun? <laughs> I bet, you know, like truly, I bet people are going to love to hear about like how, like, oh, I was in pure isolation this whole time. (laughs) 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 And it didn't make me insane. (laughs) You're like, oh, okay. Yeah, maybe that is a good way to hit on somebody. So I've been alone for months and I'm still normal <laughs> i i feel like somebody would fully be turned off from that they feel like i don't know if you're normal i yeah. think you're overcompensating you're not well you're sick probably that was bad advice from me that was bad advice from me <laughs> <laughs> just say like huh for all that stuff i was actually orbiting i was on a spacex ship and i came back what happened back here imagine do you think there's anyone who has gone somewhere and has like missed the pandemic? Like, do you think there's like some Buddhist monks somewhere on a retreat that have been there for a year? <laughs> probably, probably. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's gotta be. I heard somebody woke up in a co- from a coma like a few months ago. <laughs> They're oh, like, wow. What? <laughs> They're like, <laughs> Imagine that's so wild to like, maybe like be in a car accident, you know, God bless. And then wake hmm. up and be like, wait, so there's what a virus? A virus. Like, what? You mean I can't go to Dave and Buster's? <laughs> we can't go to. I want to go to Dave and Buster's. That's how I got in my accident. I was on my way to Dave and Buster's, <laughs> driving too fast. <laughs> I really hope Dave and Buster's survives the pandemic because. <laughs> What a treat to go to Dave and Buster's as an adult and as get an adult. very, very hammered and play games. Oh, yeah. See, that solves my Chuck E. Cheese issue. Well, the same reason that I can't go to Sonic alone. You see, mm-hmm. if you give me a children's, children things in adult situations, mm. is that, that, that can't sound right. If you give yeah, me, I would rephrase that. <laughs> yeah. Children things, adult situations. <laughs> That's, mm, yeah, yeah, I think I get where you're going. What was that Netflix movie that got in so much trouble? <laughs> oh, it was like a French movie. That French movie that people oh, God. What probably was it didn't called? even it was watch, like, and we're like, this is problematic. Gals. Yeah. Oh, it was like little. It was like girls, or is it like? I, well, girls is Lena Dunham. Oh, yes, right. I don't know what this one was, but I fully remember it, and I remember being like, oh. I'm scandalized, and I was like, maybe you should watch it. Like, <laughs> exactly. I feel like we're all just like read a headline, and we're like, oh, that's terrible. How could they? And it's like, did you read the fucking article? Do you even know what it's about? You're right. Exactly. Like the whole point of the headline is to make you look at it. Yeah. yeah. You know? Have you noticed Twitter has that new feature where it's like, do you want to read this article before you retweet it? A lot of times, I'll just write when I retweet something that I haven't read. I'll be like, "I didn't read this. I'm not doing the research. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this headline's wild." And then people in the comments will be like, "I read it. Here's what happened." <laughs> I've gotten so lazy. As long as someone does the work, there's <laughs> a community. Uh huh. I mean, it's a miracle I got through acting school because that's like all you have to do the work yourself. You can't be like, oh, Jen learned my monologue for me and she's going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) 
Did you go to acting school? I did. I dropped out of acting school, actually. Oh, an acting school dropout. Acting Where did you go? Dropout. Uh, Wayne State University in Detroit. Okay. All right. But I started working at Second City in Detroit, uh, and it was really hard to do both. And I was kind mm-hmm. of being pressured. Uh, I, was, I was doing. I was working at Second City. And I was doing other plays outside of school, and mm-hmm. I was kind of being pressured about my time committal. And so finally, mm-hmm. I was like, "All right, well, I'll just kind of work then." It is funny when schools like either devote more time to school or go make money. And it's like, <laughs> well, I think I'll, I think I'll take the money. I'll work. <laughs> yeah, I'll work. I'm, I'm like, I'm in the door already. <laughs> yeah. And also, you're ma- ma- making me pay you to come do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I went to acting school, they they really in- disencouraged. There's not the operative encourage. They were like, do not audition. Like you were, you're not done with your training yet. And I kept in like the back of my brain was like. But what if you book something? Like, yeah. who cares if you're done with your training? Yeah, you, exactly. You, like, book something. And also, like, auditioning is its own training. Like, you... <laughs> I wish someone had told me that. I mean, auditions are different than a table read that is different than the job. Mm-hmm. It's so wild. It's wild. I hate them. But I still... <laughs> you know? <laughs> but I do learn from them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the most raw nerve you can ever be. Ugh, yes. I do not like auditions. Auditions are like, do you like me? Oh, do you like the way I read this part? Um, yes, I'll take that note, but that's not how I prepared it. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's not how I saw the character at all. Are you sure? But I've sure. got this thing pretty locked in how I imagined it. <laughs> Sometimes I get a note and I'm like, oh, no, I can't let these people know they've thrown me into a tailspin. <laughs> Um, how do I incorporate this? This is nothing like I practiced. Oh, it's nothing worse than that. After a read being like, I'm sorry about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, No, it's okay. It's like, it's not. No, the fact that I even said, I'm sorry about that made it not okay. Even mm-hmm. here, this is a full, just the, the left engines on fire. Let me just land this plane and, uh-huh. and get out of here. I had one audition. It was for like a pretty gruff mom. I don't yeah. really come off as gruff. <laughs> and it was like a comedy. So I was like, oh, this is a lot of work for the funny that like, yeah. it's, I don't think this is me. Yeah. Um, and then midway through, I just went, I'm sorry. She's just so mean. And the casting director <laughs> laughed and was like, well, let's like tweak it a little. And then we spent yeah. a very long time trying to make this like my own. And then by the end, the casting director was like, honey, I don't know if you're good for this. And I was like, I don't think I am. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, well, kudos to that casting director who was like, "Well, let's let's tr- let's see if there's something mm-hmm. here." You know, I feel like there's only three levels to them: ones that are not helpful, who are just like, "Okay, thank you," and you're like, "Well, was it anywhere close to what you want?" And then there's like the middling one who's like, "I don't know, yeah, we will send." We'll send it. And you're like, okay, don't <laughs> yeah. like hurt yourself pressing enter. <laughs> and then there's the one that's like, Ooh, let's work. I'm, I'm tired of casting this part. Let's like really get you a good tape. So I don't have to see anybody else. <laughs> yes. Those are truly the three. Mm-hmm. There's nobody in the middle. And those three don't exist in commercials. Commercial <laughs> auditions is all just like, nope, you're trash. Get out. Uh-huh. Do it like For this. Whatever. No, leave. <laughs> are you stupid? Get out of here. <laughs> Yeah, commercials for whatever reason, they're very short, but everyone is so mean 
and everyone wants exactly what they want. And they're like, we will not use our imaginations. Ah." (laughs) And then they're like, sometimes they'll be like, improvise. And then you'll see the commercial and be like, well, I know I'm not a genius, but I I said that. (laughs) that. Maybe someone else said it, but like I said it and you laughed real hard and now it's in your commercial that I'm not in. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. That's a problem that that I would have a lot. Not not just for commercials, but I was auditioning for a lot of things it, when I was I worked in Second City in Chicago, and before I moved out to L.A., I would uh, put myself on tape for auditions for like pilot season and stuff. Mm-hmm. And there would be times when I'd get callbacks, and then in the callbacks, I would see in the script things that I'd improvised were not in the script. And then like it would be like, all right, well, we're going to audition again. I'm like, are you just trying to milk me for funny lines? Mm-hmm. You know? And it happened so many times. And my agents were like, all right, well, we got to move to L.A. Because then they were like, oh, okay, well, we went with the local hire. Uh, I'm like, but did I write your script for you? <laughs> and then you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like really fucking shitty. It really that sucks is. so much. And then it's like you don't get a writing credit. You don't get the job. And then it's just like, but you used my jokes through the process. Yeah. It's yeah, it's a it's an interesting business to be in. It really is. Cause it's not like you just kind of like something I said offhand that I was like, oh, what an interesting thing. You know, what this is something that humans say and he just said it. No, I mm-hmm. was doing a joke within the context of what the script was. I was writing for myself. And mm-hmm. you took that and you used it for this thing that you're making money on, the person you cast is making money on, the the network is making money on, and I'm just like Having sent in a tape, and I'm just mm-hmm. trying to work things out. It's it's truly terrible, and it and it, it happens more than it should, which is nuts. Yeah, and it's wild because it's it's truly like he said, she said. It's like how do you prove that the <laughs> yeah. writer didn't happen to come up with the same phrasing that you said in the same cadence that you said it? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, and you're like, yeah, I, I, there's no way I can prove this, and I, if I further, if I go further with this, I'll seem insane. So mm-hmm. here we are. Here we are. How did you get involved with Second City? Uh, there was a Second City in Detroit where I grew up. Uh, and I was in a theater group, my high school theater group. And my friend of mine, well, when I was a freshman, was taking classes. And I was like, Second City? Real Second City? Because I you know, grew up like obsessed with comedy and stuff. Uh, so then I hadn't realized that there was an actual Second City in Detroit. So I went to see his class mm-hmm. show. And... Uh, and then there was like an improv jam after, or, or I, saw, I saw I saw his class show, and then I was like, oh, this is actually Second City. So I went to see other shows, and then that one night there was an improv jam. So I went and I did the improv jam as like a fourteen year old, fifteen year old kid, and like I got like a pretty big laugh, and I was mm-hmm. like, I'm forever changed. This is what I'll do. Uh, <laughs> so I started taking classes there, fifteen, sixteen, uh, then went back when I was like nineteen. And started like really getting into it, uh, and then I got hired to, to to work at Second City Detroit. Then got hired to do the cruise ships. Then hired from the cruise ships to do the touring company in Chicago, where we went all over. And then got hired to do the main stage, where I wrote two shows before moving to LA. How were the cruise ships? I've never been on a cruise ship. To me, it seems like a full-blown nightmare. I don't understand why anyone in our current day and age would ever get on a cruise. (laughs) I mean, now I have to imagine cruise ships have to be just near finished, right? The idea of getting into this, (laughs) onto this (laughs) contagion mobile. Kind of, where you're just so close to everybody and there's buffets everywhere. 
and you're just on Ooh. the open sea. Oh, and it was problematic to begin with. Like the idea of a buffet with like a sneeze guard. Oof. Like even the fact they were like, this is a problem that we have to address and we'll put like a little piece of plastic over it. And that'll mm-hmm. stop people from being nasty. People are so gross. That's what this pandemic has truly shown me. Like I was at the airport. This was in maybe November or October. I had to go to Oklahoma for work and people at the airport were like, washing their hands and looking around to be like, look at me doing my 20 (laughs) seconds. And I was like, you shouldn't have to look around for approval. You should just be washing your fucking hands. You nasty bitches. Different. No different. And like people didn't wipe down the seats of the plane. And I was like, I know they say they've done a little bit more, but don't you see that cookie crumb in your seat? They don't do much. (laughs) I've always wiped down my seat. And I think it's so weird that other people do not do it. Yes. And like people be like, well, you don't wipe down a subway seat. And I'm like, I'm not sitting on the subway in the same seat for six hours. And also like, I would if I had the time. Yeah. Or not. I don't know. I think for like 15 minutes, I'm like good to sit there. But then also, yeah. you know, sometimes people sit on their beds and their outside clothes, which is just shocking to me. Yeah, I know. Like the <laughs> I used to get in trouble because I would bring my suitcase home and I would like put it on like the bed. <laughs> and my girlfriend was like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, oh, my God. <laughs> like it took <sighs> one time for me to be like, "Ooh, that's been a nasty thing I've done for a long <sighs> time. <laughs> Didn't even think about I it. I used to do it at hotels because in my brain I was like, well, it's not my bed. And then one day I was like, but you're getting in the bed, Nicole. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like those wheels have just been everywhere. It's disgusting. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> it really it truly is. is kind of gross. It's just like we're just gonna sleep in each other's beds and <laughs> and then I learned that some hotels don't even change the sheets in between people. Uh, have you ever been to a hotel and you're like, this smells like person? This smells like another person. And here's a hair. Yes. Yes. Ugh. yes. Ugh, <laughs> so gross. And then you call them, you're like, excuse me. And they're like, oh, sure, sir. And I'm like, you know, though, you know. <laughs> they do act like it is a hardship that you're like, excuse me, this room is filthy. And they're like, oh, well, I guess we'll send somebody up. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> it's it's remarkable. Like, you'd think that, like, the, the disinfection process for, like, a hotel room especially would be... Make it immaculate because we don't Mm -hmm. want somebody to leave here and be like, I'm sick from that room. (laughs) (laughs) And so they truly just don't give a shit. They're like, whatever, you're lucky to stay here. Exactly. There's a a lot of numbers of people. They're like, yeah, (laughs) you'll say you got it somewhere else. Real quick, we have to take a break. Oh, all right. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. 
Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. I have a question. How long have yes. you lived in L.A.? I've lived in L.A. I moved here in February of 2012, so oh. nine years. Congratulations. That's almost a decade. Almost a decade. Yeah. Almost there. Have you lived in the same place or have you like moved around? I've moved around a little bit. Uh, same general-ish area. Well, no. I fir- when I first moved, I moved to Hollywood, mm-hmm. uh, which was a full hilarious nightmare. Uh, <laughs> it was like on Wilcox and, and Willoughby, like right just like Oof. south of Santa Monica and just north of Mon- uh, of, uh, of Melrose. Busy, busy, busy. Ooh, busy, busy. You, talk about, you just see like Spider-Man walking to work and mm. Superman walking away from having gotten in a fist fight on Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> You're like, uh, not Superman mm. really. <laughs> Somebody couldn't give you a bloody nose. It was just a guy. And like there's so many helicopters <laughs> over mm-hmm. here. He's like, that, that's like, then I moved to Los Feliz uh, and I loved it. I moved to be close to like my favorite bar, which... You can do that in your 20s. What's your favorite bar? Uh, it was uh, Public House, 17. Uh, mm, yes, yes, yes. I know it well. Whew, I used to love it. And then, oh, I feel bad talking bad. But uh, it was just like the environment got nasty because I remember it was the night after or the night of the election in mm-hmm. 20. Uh, what year was the election? 2016? It's four years from 2020, so 2016. 2016. Uh, and we we were on the set of Veep, and I remember we were like, so like, yeah, this is going to be a great day. And just like kind of watching as we were filming a scene. Uh, it was a scene actually in a Georgia, as in like uh, Georgia, uh, Russia, Georgia, Russia, Georgia, two different countries. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, it was like an election scene in Georgia. And we were just like watching the re- results come in as we were doing this like scene about elections, and it was just, everybody just got so depressed. And I was like, mm-hmm. "This is the worst day. I'm going to go to to a public house and kind of like like drown my worries." And I got there, and the place was like empty except for like five bros who were all wearing like Trump shirts and just like wreaking havoc on everywhere, just like ah ah. And I was like, sat down, and I was like, "This surely can't be." And they were like picking <laughs> on this woman. And I was like, chill, chill, I was like, chill, chill out. And I was like, I don't usually just like yell at people in the uh-huh. in the way. But that one thing I was yelling, I was just like kind of like pointedly like, hey, buddy, yeah, I, I know you're all this. You won. Fine. Just, but like, what, what's the point of this? What's the point of screaming at this woman? Do you, 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 and I was just like so upset. But then like the more I looked, the more I like saw more of those guys mm-hmm. there. And I was like, oh, well, this can't be my place anymore. I'm done. Mm. Yeah, I just... I just don't remember when like Obama won. Obama bros harassing fucking. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't even know who he ran against. Uh, <laughs> they were like fair and equitable treatment. Ha ha. <laughs> well, it's just so confusing. And then I think a lot about like, I mean, not to talk about Trump people, but I've I've just never been like I'm gonna let this politician define my whole identity. You know. And I was like, since when? Since when is this a fucking thing? It's weird. Y'all are being weirdos. Like, full up, another person is your identity. Like, yeah. Even like Beyonce fans don't do that. And that no. is like the, the, the like, 
it, it makes me crazy. It's, it's it's that sort of idolatry and like like the sort of excuse. Like if I if I can behave like this person, I can just say that I'm this person's acolyte, and then whatever happens to them and whatever wins they have are my wins, and I'm also like relieve the burden of anything bad that I do. You know. Mm-hmm. It, like it, 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 instead of it reflecting poorly on this person who has nothing reflects on this person, he has no reflection. They can then just absorb that superpower, which is pretty remarkable. Yeah, it's just so strange. Mm-hmm. I'll never understand it. Mm-hmm. Also, all of his signs and shit are kind of ugly. I don't know, red, white, and blue. I They're mean, all ugly and so like first idea. Like you're like, how about this? And you're like, you sure you want to get another thing pass on that? I'm like, no, we'll we'll work on no, that. No, we like this. We like it. Just a big old red and and just white writing, huh? Okay. Yeah. Then they like the flags on people's houses, and I was like, why? 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 <laughs> so why? Like, garish. So garish. And then and you're also about like how much reverence you have for the American flag, and then you put this nasty ass fucking. Uh, <laughs> Uh, flag right next to it the same amount of reverence i'm like then you don't care <laughs> then you don't care yeah well enough of those people yeah <laughs> sorry <laughs> who still like him even though he didn't win it's so wild but then i like look at biden and i'm like i can't believe biden's our president there's a <laughs> video of him falling up the stairs have you seen this video he I just have. like eats it like three times he eats it three times but my thing about that video is like but like somebody said i like put a, like, on, on it like i'm falling and i can't get up but we also watched this 110-year-old man get right back up and keep on trying to climb these stairs. I'm like, if that was me and I was 100 and I fell on the stairs, I would fall down the rest of the stairs uh-huh. and then be like, come get me ambulance. Honestly, how funny would it be if he just truly did like a prat fall down all of the stairs and like tried to get up but just like kept falling down and be like, this is, <laughs> this is the humor I've signed up for. Thank you. Like, Thank you. Thank you, Sleepy Joe. You woke up. This is humor that doesn't hurt anyone but one person. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. I have a question. What? So when I meet people in person, you said to open up with, I have a very clean house. I've been alone (laughs) during quarantine, but I'm not crazy. Do you think these are good openers for the dating apps as well? I think so. I think it's very... uh, Concise and precise. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I think I think it gets you uh, lets you pe- lets people know that you you know you. I think a clean home is a uh, is a clean mind. My yes. home is a mess right now. Uh, and From what I, I, I can see, pretty clean. This is a one wall that you're looking at. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very close to this wall as well. It's the cleanest wall I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Even if I go to the left a little bit, you'll see a mess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't blame you. We've all been at home for a long time. It's It's also funny to be like, some people have not been at home. Everyone has had wildly different pandemics. It's very true. And it's so nuts to me. It's very true. I I filmed a TV show while we were during pandemic. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and that one was, you know, going, going to a clean set, I was getting tested twice a day. So it was like Damn. a very regulated thing, which was great. I, but it twice took me a, a while day. to get That's out of that. That's a budget. It's a, it truly the amount of money spent on <laughs> testing on that show was like, this is astronomical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm very fortunate. And now that I'm not getting tested every day, I, even though I'm not leaving the house, I'm like, I hope I didn't get it from this wind, you know, mm-hmm. like <laughs> there's no, <laughs> I just don't know. But it was so weird to like kind of go and like be on a show 
during the pandemic and like in these moments pretend like it wasn't happening outside mm-hmm. you know i'm like i've got my mask off and i'm doing scenes and i'm like ah if i start to think about where i really am i won't be able to focus on what i'm doing uh-huh. at all you know but it was it was i, I it truly was a, a godsend and a blessing to be able to do that and it was a really fun show it's called the after party a lot of really funny people uh, lord and miller's for apple apple plus uh, Ooh, Apple Plus! Fall, I do believe. But, uh, Ooh, that's yeah. exciting. <laughs> I mean, working during the pandemic was, yeah, it was weird because, like, if you just thought about, like, if you just kind of looked around set, you'd be like, oh yeah, the extras <laughs> are unmasked. We're unmasked. We're not allowed near the extras. The camera operators are <laughs> like scared of us. Like, <laughs> <laughs> scared of them wearing hazmat suits. Truly, like shields and like hoodies and masks. And you're just like, this is this is so nuts. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <sighs> I can't wait for life to be back to normal. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. All the things I said I'd do, I didn't do. I'm going to do them all. Ooh, what did you say? What do you want to do that you you haven't done? I want to go to Harry Potter land in Florida. Okay, fair. There. I went. Oh, you did? This was like three or four years ago. I went for my friends. Uh, so I was her maid of honor. Thank you. Ooh, she loves yeah. Harry Potter. So I organized a Harry Potter day. Very and it nice. was like right before New Year's. So it was the most crowded I've ever been <laughs> at a fucking amusement park. Uh-huh. And it was just like moving around. I felt like a little minion. It was just hard to get around. It was truly not fun. No. And by the Oof. end, I was like, you happy we came? She was happy, but I was not happy. <laughs> now, was that the one in Florida or the one in L.A.? That was the one in Florida. Oh, yeah. See, that's what I, I want to go to that one so bad. So many fucking people. Also, yeah. they take your fingerprints when you go in. Yep. And I was like, I don't want to give you my fingerprints. And the man was like, do you want to go in or not? And I was like, yeah, I want to go in, but I just like want to keep my fingerprints. And he's like, you have to give us our f- your finger. And I was like, okay, fine. But I like had a whole argument with them. Yeah. I was like, what if I want to commit a crime in there? I don't want you to know. Yeah. I don't want you to know who I am. I'm going to rob you. I'm going to rob you of all the wands. <laughs> I'm going to hit someone. Have you ever done one of those tests that put you in a house? Oh, uh, yes. I'm Ravenclaw. Oh, I mm-hmm. always get Slytherin. Oh. And I feel like sometimes people are like, oh, my God, that means you're like evil. But I'm like, no, it just means that like I'm a little dark and mysterious and like yeah, exactly. could be swayed to be bad. Yeah, exactly. It's, it, and that's, that's, that's human. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think so. It's human. Did you like the books or the movies more? Uh, the books. Mm. I enjoyed the movies thoroughly, but my imagination uh, didn't match some of those things. I'm trying to even remember what, imagine what, like like the dragons in the tri-cup tournament. I was like, oh, I imagine this so much bigger and, and stuff. But <laughs> <laughs> There's this girl I follow on Instagram. She's very funny. She'll sometimes just have like just little dots as her Instagram stories because she's just recorded just an insane <laughs> amount of Instagram so stories. Yeah. And there was this one time, I may have mentioned her because she's so funny to me, but she was like, I read, oh shit, what was it? It was like uh, Murder on the Orient Express. So she had uh-huh. read it. And then she went and saw the movie and she was like, I can't believe how much different it was than my imagination. Like she couldn't believe <laughs> that the movie dif- differed from her imagination so much. And I was like, am I being gaslit? Like this can't be the way people think. Like you don't go to a movie and go, well, that's not what was in my head. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think with, with like, with, with like 
Harry Potter, it's such a magical like thing, and like she's so descriptive about like the, uh, uh, about things. Like one of the, one of the little little things, and like it was not a bad difference, but I, I just couldn't get over it. Was like the the Weasley brothers. Mm-hmm. Like in the books, I think, and maybe I may, made this up, but I think the idea was like they went in alternating height. Like like one would be short and stubby. And the other one would be tall and oh. lanky, and then short and stubby, uh-huh. tall and lanky, short and stubby, tall and lanky. You know, which I was like, that's a fun like little image. Mm-hmm. And you saw that they're all just like normal people. I'm like, normal humans? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, you're gonna cast that. That's not. What fair. a oddly specific thing that you were mad about in the movie. <laughs> you know, it's like find me two stubby twins <laughs> who can also like land a joke <laughs> and have red hair and are also actually wizards. Yes, uh, that was the prerequisite that a lot of people don't know about on the Harry Potter franchise. Everyone is an actual wizard. Yeah, it just makes filming easier. Yeah, there's no practical effects. That's just them casting spells. <laughs> so you've all learned something. You learned. So, um, we have come to the end, and I ask all of my guests this. I've only missed it a couple of times, but would you date me? Uh, if, I would. I would. <gasps> <laughs> Thank you. Sam, do you have anything that you want to promote? Um, I'm not sure when these movies come out, but <laughs> a couple movies that are coming out. One is called Werewolves Within. It's a cool uh, mystery comedy horror movie. Mm-hmm. And another one's a big action movie called The Tomorrow War, which will be on Amazon. Uh, check those out. That's exciting. Check them out. Check them out. And if you like this episode of Oh, Why Won't You Date Me, you can like it, you can rate it, you can subscribe, you can give it five stars on Apple Podcasts. And if you write me something nasty hitting on me, I will read it. This nice person (laughs) said, Nicole, you spicy chocolate goddess, I want to lay you down on soft, clean sheets, okay, Mm -hmm. and spend an hour plus rubbing your body down with cocoa butter, ooh, hydrating, until you're perfectly relaxed and slicker than an oil spill on the frozen tar sands of Canada? Then Mm -hmm. once you're comfy, I oil myself down uh, and draw a candy bar thong of your choosing, positioning myself above the peaks of your breasts. I slip and slide all the way down to the valley of your twat. Wow, this is intense. Face first as slowly as possible. I call it... (laughs) The inevitable progress white men. I don't know what that means. It may take a while, but at least you can unwrap a fun sized snack while feeling the weight of the patriarchy slip down the hill. Okay. Well, <laughs> it took a turn. It was fun. Thank you so much for writing it. It took a turn. That man became a criminal. <laughs> Thank you, Sam. <laughs> my uh, bye bye. Bye. That's it for Why Won't You Date Me with me, Nicole Byer. Why Won't You Date Me is produced and engineered by, oh, the sweetest woman I know, Marissa Melnick. It is executive produced by other wonderful people, Adam Sachs, Joanna Solo-Taroff, and Jeff Ross. Thanks for listening. I love you. Thank you so much. We'll be seeing you next Friday with a brand new episode. What a treat. What a dream. <laughs> This has been a Team Coco production. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. 
The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. 